You can find them on Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes. It's the Caffeinated and Confused Podcast with Hannah and Sam. That's a very confusing time for any young lady. Well, hello, everybody. As promised, we have a little bit different of an episode today. Sam is not here. But I uh, got to sit down with Nicole Galleon, who is a songwriter out of Nashville at our Sounds of Nashville event at the Green Bay Botanical Gardens on Saturday night. And we just discussed life as a songwriter. She wrote some pretty amazing songs, Tequila by Dan and Shay, Boy, Lee Bryce, Automatic by Miranda Lambert, which I can't tell you the amount of times I sang that song at the top of my lungs. So uh, I'm going to play that conversation for you right now. So here is a special episode of Caffeinated and Confused. All right. Hello. Hello. It is Hannah. And I was teasing that this was happening. And now we're here. Uh, We were at the Sounds of Nashville at the Green Bay Botanical Gardens with one of the songwriters, Nicole Galleon, who I was just telling you, I've kind of like fangirled for what you said, eight to nine years since you were on The Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Were you one of the first or and or only people to perform your own song on that show i actually never performed my own song you didn't why no, did i think you did because i th- i i don't really know like how to do uh, like to how to perform other people's songs because i'm a songwriter first so when i was assigned um you saved me by kenny chesney i didn't really know how to do that as a girl sitting at the piano so i i just kind of reworked it to make it work for me yeah because i couldn't do it justice the way that it was originally presented and so I think it sounded kind of like an original song the way I did it yeah because in my mind the last eight years I definitely thought it was (laughs) I want to know the process behind the voice though because I tried out for American Idol forever ago did not get past the first round but I heard that there was like eight different rounds but I feel like the voice does it different because don't they find people online at least now they do I think yeah I mean there's um you know there's a little bit of line cutting it's like you know if you get like what they would call like an industry referral so you know some of the big like labels and pros like ascap and bmi like just people that are like in the in the music row community in nashville are you know contacts and they go oh we know this person's wanting to be an artist and i was just at that point kind of just happened to be in a season of oh gosh no one's cutting my songs as a songwriter maybe I should just try to be an artist myself maybe this is how I'm gonna get my songs out there and so I had started I'd put a band together and was starting to kind of play around town a little bit um and then then that happened so was that the first season the second the second season Mm -hmm. and you were on team Adam how is Adam Levine in real life I just need to know do you get to spend a lot of time with them no 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 but I also wasn't didn't make it very far on the show so I didn't spend much time with him at all um, I think you get to as you know as you progress more and more but he's beautiful he is he's just a <laughs> nice man to look at and you were on the season with Ray Lynn did mm-hmm. you guys didn't know each other before that but you became friends after right no we did actually oh, did. that's a really crazy story um so I like per my day job as a songwriter uh, got a phone call from someone at ASCAP and said hey there's this girl from this little I think she was 16, 15, 16. Yeah. There's this girl that um, just made her first trip to Nashville and, and we want to hook her up with co-writes and we gave her like a comp of all of these female songwriters and the songs that are her favorites on the CD that we gave her on the mix were your songs. So we're reaching out to see if you would want to write with this girl and I was 
you know, I'm still at a, at a point where I'll write with anybody one time because you just never know where yeah, the magic's sure. going to come from. But especially then I was like, I would write with anyone and everyone that would just take time to write with me. And so I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? So it just so happened that the day that I wrote with her was the day before those voice auditions in Nashville. And when she, um, when she walked in the room, I was really confused because I thought she was from L.A. And so I thought I was writing with like a young kind of pop, upcoming pop artist. Yeah. But she walked in the room and it's like, hi, I'm Rachel Woodward. And like <laughs> sat down and played a Pistol Annie song on the guitar with this like way over the top twang. And yes. I was like, wow, that was not what I thought this was going to be today. And she was just such a character. And I felt in that moment, I was like, man, are you in town because you're trying out? for the voice and she's like no and I said well you have to because you are I mean between I'm like because I am and I'm not really don't feel really cut out for it but you seem tailor-made for this and so um long story short I ended up offering her my audition spot stop it um because her man because she called her manager and they're like we don't know that we can get her in before she has to leave town and I was like you can have mine like maybe that's why we're supposed to write and I had written this whole narrative in my head of yeah this is why I was supposed to meet this girl today. And long story short, we both ended up writing or trying out and we never really talked again. And then we both showed up in LA and walked into the, like the lobby of this hotel in Burbank. And I, I just hear Nicole and this little blonde runs up and like basically <laughs> tackles me. And I'm like, Rachel. And cause at the time she was Rachel Woodward, the Ray Lynn didn't really like, I, say, I did not even know her real name was that, Rachel. that didn't really like take effect until the voice. It was kind of, I think she was developing and figuring out how she wanted to be presented and that, that that's, that's when that happened. Yeah. So then like on the show, you, you have to, if you're a minor, which she was like, she couldn't really leave the hotel without, um, and you know, an adult with her and, because I knew her, like production would occasionally call and say, "Hey, so Raylan wants to go to Sephora to get. She needs some <laughs> mascara, and she's asked, can you go with her?'" And so I kind of became her big sister yeah. slash mom, and and um, took her under your wing. And then I took you to Sephora. <laughs> yeah, it was so that was really the beginning, the very beginnings of our relationship. Are you one of those people who believes in like everything happens for a reason? Because I feel like that's kind of one of those, you know, that you guys were meant to be friends or to work together I almost feel like yeah I don't know I mean I don't know if that everything happens f- for a reason but I think that you can make anything have a purpose if you use it yeah. correctly you know it's a very songwriter thing to say you're just <laughs> way better at putting sentences together oh. than other people I feel like oh. and oh. I do want to just talk about you know your journey as a songwriter because I mean that was eight years ago and now I mean you know you wrote the biggest song of the last year tequila which is just co-wrote co-wrote yes (laughs) but still I mean to have your name on that song that everyone I saw that you were just at their show in was at Chicago last Mm -hmm. week and just to hear like the crowds of people I mean what is that journey going from writing with anyone to having a song that big man it's insane I can imagine I I mean that's like life changing that quickly in eight years that's wild yeah and you know as a songwriter sometimes we get stuck in our bubble in like in the writing rooms of Nashville and you know we just put our head down and go write another song like the day after our song goes number one or you know the day after the record comes out and you know you just put your head down and we're trying to just go write more because that's really the only way to to keep having more activity and 
what we are missing out on a lot of times is these tours out on the road. We're missing out on the celebration end of like getting to see yeah the this thing that we've you know created really come into fruition every Friday Saturday night somewhere in the country and and it's it was really fun last week to go out. I mean, it's really common for our jobs to hop on a bus and go try to to write with the artist um, while they're on the road and. And so it was kind of confusing for some of the people on the tour. They're like, are you here? Why aren't you writing? Like the, <laughs> writers come out to write. Why are, why did you just come here? Like they couldn't understand that. I was like, no, I just want to come see the show. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't been to a Dan and Chase show since we wrote the song and I just want to come and like soak it in. And it was insane. I get goosebumps anytime I see those videos when they put the mic out and the crowd just screams it. So I can only imagine, you know, your mind is going back to being in the room where you wrote it and you're like, Oh my God, millions of people now know the words to songs that I wrote. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I am like, I'm, I have no shame. I'm, I'm a fangirl. Yeah, good. Same. <laughs> I just live my life. Like anytime we have any big shows or anything, I have Kelsey Ballerini and I saw you were just writing with her for her new album, Yeah. but she came to town with, um, on the Kelly tour and her and I were talking and I was like, I just need to warn you that I'm just going to fangirl this whole time. Like, that's just what I do. And I feel like you don't want to be desensitized to it anyway, because mm-hmm. it's what you grow up dreaming of doing and hoping that one day it'll happen. So it's like, I'm not going to act like I'm too cool. Well, and the truth is all those people that you're fanning over are, they do that to someone else, you know, Dan, yeah. Dan and Shay have someone that they fan over and so does Kelsey and, um, and I think it's healthy that we all like remain a fan, uh, Absolutely. you know, in one way or another. So who is someone that you like freaked out when you first got to work with them? Uh, well, Wynn Varble. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never written with Wynn Varble. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Um, well, I would say my dream co-write would be the Dixie Chicks. Oh. It's always been that thing that for whatever reason just feels like it's just a million miles yes. away and but then on the other hand I think they I never you know we we get lucky in our job like we get to write for or work with people that we grew up listening to that we were fans and fans of and now it kind of like takes some of the mis like the mystique yeah, away from it true. but with them they they still I almost it's probably best that I never get to because then I get this gift of just still getting to be little 12 year old Nicole freaking out about them for the rest of time what are your thoughts on their song with Taylor Swift because I just is it out I just have you heard it no but Taylor Swift just announced yesterday that is it is indeed a thing I saw I saw the track list and I was um I was very intrigued I just need to know like if I'm gonna cry I need to know this Mm -hmm. what the song is about because just the fact that like T Swift and the dick and it's the oh well, she has the collab with Brendan Urie but she I re- actually read on the plane today on some in some article that she so I don't think I'm making this up that she said that the song you know her mom has cancer yeah and that the song is about oh, that great so I'm just okay I need to be alone when I listen to it for the first time yeah <laughs> that's for sure yeah, I'm sure it's amazing oh my gosh I can't wait um and then I did want to talk quick about your family because you have the cutest children on the planet oh. and I enjoy so much looking at your Instagram with all the pictures but I mean like obviously it's Instagram but you do show some of the bad moments as well like I'm thinking back to one instance where your daughter was like bawling with lipstick all over her face oh yeah it's just like what is managing because you I mean you live a busy life 
what is managing two kids and a house and a husband and all of that with, you know? Um, I mean, I feel like we all like, you know, no matter what your job is, if you have kids, whether your job is staying home with your kids or maybe working outside the home and like, it takes everything you've got. Like if, if your heart's really in it, you're going to give it all you've got no matter what, you know? So I think I just wake up and go, okay, like give this the best I've got, you know? And I also, um, my husband, who's also a songwriter is we're complete equal partners on every front. So there's nothing that he's not willing to do at home so that I can come play the show tonight mm-hmm. in, in Green Bay. And then there's, and vice versa, like there's, he could, he, you know, I'll, I'll pick up, it's like ping pong, like, you yeah. know, I'll do that next weekend. And that's really like, I couldn't do it without that. Like, I think sometimes like this comes up a lot in interviews and they're like, how do you do both? And I'm like, well, I don't do both. Someone's doing one of yeah. them while I do the <laughs> other. And, and so I always want to point, point that out. Cause not everybody is, yeah. you know, has that for sure luxury. So when you guys get in fights, don't one of you just be like, I'm going to write a song about this. Well, <laughs> do you um, claim it? Um, well, we don't really fight. My Good. husband's the ultimate passive aggressive. Oh, nice. So he doesn't really fight. Um, <laughs> no, but what does happen is we'll be somewhere in that little songwriter radar. Like someone across the room will say something or we'll be at dinner with someone. And like, we both can feel like we don't even have to look at each yeah. other, but we both heard that something they said was a song idea. And like, We'll get in the car and he'll just look at me and go, first to write it wins. <laughs> because we don't write together, but maybe like, we didn't write together like the first 10 years we were married. Oh my gosh. And now we write like just a couple times a year and it's fun and yeah. I love what we write when we do, but we, I don't know, I just, we don't, we don't take that stuff home with us too much because I think we're just both kind of like. Well, you're probably, what by the time you get home, you're like, okay, brain off of that part of life well and the other thing is when I met when we met for the first time I was I'd never written a song so like the very beginnings of our relationship like weren't built on the foundation of talking about songwriting Uh, we didn't have that in common at that point so I think we we more connected about where we came from and small town and just how we looked at life and so that's the stuff that we end up talking about more than songwriting which is healthy that's probably why it works yeah or just like who's gonna pick up the kids tomorrow (laughs) who's gonna deal with the tantrum happening in the other room right now yes yeah yeah that's life uh okay nicole well thank you so much for talking for being caffeinated and confused thanks for having me being a part of the group when would you like to add anything (laughs) no but uh Appreciate <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any socials? Do you have what are you? Yeah, when would you like Wynn to plug Varble? anything? He's, he's Instagram. Just go Google him. Win Varble. I just enjoyed when he introduced himself. He's, I'm Win. It's like, <laughs> what was that? Do you have? You can plug your socials. Well, go for I'm it. Nick at Night Music on on Instagram, and then um, and NicoleGallion.com. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Nicole. Thank you. And there you have it. I left that conversation feeling like we're best friends. I'm not sure if she feels the same way, but we got to give a shout out to uh, my friend Mike over at Songwriter City. He is the one that helps make this event happen every year. It is such a great event, Sounds of Nashville at the Botanical Garden. So hopefully we'll see you there next year. Thank you to Mike of Songwriter City. I'm going to have to stalk him to get uh, more songwriters on the podcast because like I said, they're just way better at talking than I am. We'll be back with a new episode with Sam on Wednesday. Thanks for listening.